Hello, friends! It's your old pal, Aria Hawani, back with another jam-packed edition of the Wednesday Hawani Show. So much to discuss coming off UFC 259. We got the champ, Jan Bohovic here. We got the people's champ, Darren Till here. We got Juliana Pena dropping one of the all-time great promos in the history of the program. But before we get to all of that, I do want to let you know that the 30 for 30 podcast, March 11th, 2020 is out and it is a must listen. It's 30 for 30 podcast presents March 11th, 2020, the story of the day the NBA shut down and the pandemic became real for many Americans. As told by those who lived the events of that day and built entirely with archival and exclusive interviews, including Rudy Gobert and Dr. Anthony Fauci himself, March 11th, 2020, will tell the story of a day that started in one reality and ended in a new one. Subscribe and listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Also, I do want to remind you once again, I've talked about it for the last few weeks here. Stephen A's World streams weekdays on ESPN Plus, bringing fans Stephen A. Smith's entertaining perspective and deep expertise with signature guests and the best interviews from that program are now available as a podcast every Wednesday. So listen wherever you get your podcasts and watch Stephen A's World on ESPN+. Plus. All right, on to today's program, which does contain some language that may not be suitable for all audiences. So as always, listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Welcome to Ariel Hellwani's MMA Show! Back in your life on this Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new edition of the show. Hope you're all doing well. It is March 10th, 2021. Amazingly, everything changed a year ago tomorrow. Uh, that was, uh, that was a crazy day. I was actually at the Seaport Studios in New York City where we would do the Wednesday show back in the day, do Ariel and the Bad Guys Well. In fact, I was with Chel Sonnen in studio face to face, a rare face to face. Uh, interview or chat, if you will, not really an interview when I talk to Chael these days, uh, with the one and only Chael P. And then, uh, and then everything changed. And so here we are still. I haven't been back to, uh, Bristol, Connecticut in a year since we did the infamous, uh, Jay Park episode post UFC 248. But life moves on and hopefully slowly but surely we are returning to normal. As far as mixed martial arts is concerned, it's, it's busy like usual. It's a crazy time. There's so much going on, exciting things going on. We're still feeling the effects of UFC 259, uh, the the big card that happened in Las Vegas this past weekend. Jan Bohovic, of course, defeating Israel Adesanya to retain the light heavyweight title. Uh, Megan Anderson losing to Amanda Nunes in the women's featherweight title uh, fight. And, and there was all this talk on Tuesday about Megan no longer being a part of the UFC. I guess everyone was just ignoring me last week and even in the weeks leading up to this fight because I reported this like a thousand times that she was fighting out her deal, that if she lost, she probably wouldn't be back, all this and more. The UFC is saying they're not getting rid of the featherweight division right now. I mean, I'd be surprised if Amanda defends that title anytime soon. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Megan has fought, at least for now, her last fight in the UFC because she fought it out. It didn't go her way. And, and there's not really much else for her to do at 145. And of course, the Piotr Jan Aljamain Sterling controversy continues to grow. So there's a lot to digest. 
There's a lot to discuss. I do have an interview up right now on the ESPN MMA page with Piotr Jan, so do check that out. Uh, I personally think he's handling this quite well. And I said what I had to say about Aljamain Sterling. I know he's taken some shots at me since then. I, I, I don't even think he heard what I had to say. I've never criticized anything that happened in the cage. I criticized his handling of the situation afterwards and in particular the the stuff with Henry Cejudo. But, you know, he's, he's allowed to feel however he wants and uh, all power to him. Today on the program, we're going to be talking to the aforementioned Jan Bachovic. Talk to him about the win over Izzy, where he goes from here, the Glover fight coming up in the not too distant future. So I'm looking forward to talking to him. He's getting everyone's respect and it's uh, it's very much deserved. We'll also talk to Darren Till, everyone's favorite scouser, who is uh, getting ready to fight Marvin Vittori on April 10th. Big fight for him. But also, if you recall, just last week, Izzy was saying he thinks his next fight will be against Darren Till if he can beat Marvin Vittori. So it's always fun talking to Darren Till. We'll talk to him about what happened on Saturday night in his upcoming fight. And we shall also talk to Juliana Pena, the Venezuelan vixen, who drops one of the all-time great promos in the history of this show. Absolute 20 minutes of fire, like just incredible stuff from Juliana Pena. She wants Amanda Nunes. She is upset. She's pissed off. She feels disrespected. It's just tremendous stuff. So please do stay tuned for that. First, though, let's give the champ his due. Here's my conversation with Jan Bohovich. All right, now let us say hello to the reigning, defending UFC light heavyweight champion, the pride of Poland himself. I hardly recognize Jan Bohovic because look at this suit that this man is wearing. The, the coif is beautiful. I mean, you look like a superstar, my friend. Wow, the glow up is real, Jan. Well done. Yeah, thank you. No, I, I have to look like this. You know, I'm the champion, so I have to look like a champion. No, no today I've got media day, so I go to, you know, barbershop in the morning and now a lot of interviews. Now with you, so <laughs> yes. Well, you look fantastic. Are you your own stylist, or is someone guiding you throughout this? Because I, I feel there's a there's a transformation of your look happening before our eyes here. Uh, you know, yeah. One lady, she helped me to you know. That's good. Look, looks looks a little bit better. <laughs> I love it. And and on fight week, you look great as well. Um, could I ask? You know, we saw the images when you came home after beating Dominic Reyes of of the people showering you with praise and love and affection when you landed back home in Poland and everything. What was it like this time when you came back home? No, this time wasn't like this, but uh, because the COVID restriction and because I should to come back to Poland in Monday. But that was uh, some problem with our flies. Again, with the COVID, uh, with COVID problems and uh, we, we come back to Poland in Tuesday. So I hear that uh, a lot of people waiting for me in the Monday, but in Tuesday, you know, nobody uh. was was a couple of people over there, but not so much. Does that bum you out? Like, did did you did you want that? Were you looking forward to that? You know, a little bit, yes. I missed for that. I would like to, you know, uh, uh, feel this uh, one more time. But I was so tired <laughs> after, you know, this, this trip because, you know, two days almost in the trip, you know. So it was a little bit good that, I okay, I just go to home and rest. <laughs> and what about the media attention this time compared to the Dominic Reyes fight? Do you feel like it's starting to grow even more now? Yes, but it's growing up. But we know what we what we you know what how we have to prepare for this. Sure. So now we are ready. Uh, like today, I've got whole day of media day, a lot of interviews. So I do almost not everything, but a lot of uh, biggest interviews I do this today. And then I'm gonna have you know uh, free time for me. Right. And my so now here we are. You know, four or so days removed from the fight. 
Uh, I'm wondering, have you watched the entire fight since Saturday? Not yet. No time. You know, just the, the, the short, short, uh, I find short, short, short thing on the internet. Just watch this. And so, uh, but I'm going to watch it later with uh, my coaches, you know, because we need to, you know, uh, watch what goes good, what was bad, what we can do better in next fight. Uh, and that's it. Stuff like this. So, how did you feel about, you know, in the moment, how did you feel about the entire fight and how it played out? Like, were you happy with what you did? Did you think you could have done even better? How did you feel as you left the octagon? Obviously, you were happy that you won, but in terms of your performance, how did you feel? Yeah, I was happy yeah, because, because I won the fight. You know, I asked my coaches, was good fight? Yeah, it looked really good. And then they say, yeah, it was good fight. Uh, no boring fight. It was good fight, a good tempo. So I was, uh, okay. So, so I'm happy, yeah. But anyway, I can do much, uh, much uh, things uh, better, you know, like uh, put more pressure on him, start wrestling a little bit earlier, uh, put, you know, uh, use my hands uh, more, you know, to, to boxing. Uh, but, you know, Israel is a really good fighter, one of the best in the world. So uh, not so easy fight, you know, it was a really good fight, tough fight. Uh, but yeah, I was happy, you know, happy that I can uh, fight against someone like Israel uh, inside the octagon by 25 minutes. Pleasure for me. Was there anything about what he did, how he felt, how he fought that surprised you that you didn't think yeah. would happen? Uh, two things, the most important. I think that he's going to be a little bit faster. Mm. Uh, when I watch his fight, you know, uh, so he was uh, inside the octagon, he was, you know, not so fast. Like uh, when I watch his fight, but he kicked harder than I think. think. So he was slower, but hit, uh, kicks, uh, his kicks was harder than I think that going to be. Interesting. Um, the, the, the plan to not add weight was a big talking point leading up to the fight to not be as big as you. He came in at 200.5. Do you think that was a mistake on his part? Should he have tried to bulk up more? Mm. I don't know. I think so. Yes, a little bit, you know, uh, we see this when I take him down in the third round, he cannot stand up, you know, same in the, in the, in the uh, last round, but, uh, in the beginning of the fight, he was, you know, tricky. I cannot catch him. He feels distance really good. So, I don't know. Maybe if he will be bigger, he will be much slower. Mm. So maybe then I will can can grab him, you know, uh, faster and easier. But so nobody know. Maybe maybe if in the future we're gonna have a rematch and he's gonna be bigger, we will see. <laughs> and and you had such great success in the fourth and fifth round uh, rounds with your with your wrestling and keeping him down and doing damage on the ground. Uh, you said earlier, maybe you know, in hindsight, you should have. You should have grappled earlier. Was was the plan to try to take him down earlier in the fight, and you just couldn't get a hold yeah. of him? Yeah, that was. Uh, I I should do this with, in the every round, you know, starting uh -huh. the first. Uh, but you know, he he don't let me go to do this, you know, because you keep distance really well. I take him down in the first or second round. I don't remember because I don't watch fight yet. Right, uh, and he stand up really quick, you know. Also, he do some mistake. I grab to his him to to guillotine, and he also do something tricky and escape me. So I had to, you know. Uh, slow down a little bit and waiting just for a good moment, you know, make him a little bit tired, uh, you know, uh, make him that he, he will be think that I will not go to take him down and in the third round start working this game and I'll take him down and keep to the end of the, the round, you know. Does that fight play out any differently if it's in the, uh, the larger UFC cage? Like, do you think the fact that it was in a smaller cage helped you? I don't think so because, you know, uh, I train, uh, uh, I tried to take him down uh, when I was close to the cage, you know, mm -hmm. and I cannot do this, you know, he defended him uh, really good, you know, but in the middle of the cage, uh, 
I take him down easy, you know. So it was the catch will be bigger. So okay, I will not catch him, you know, in the close to the octagon to the cage, but on the inside the octagon, on the middle, I will catch him anyway. So uh, no, no difference for me. In a weird way, is it is it fair to say that this fight was even bigger? for you and the victory was even greater for you than the Reyes fight, considering it was your first UFC pay-per-view main event, considering how big of a name he was and all the buzz that went into it. Did you feel like this one was bigger for your career? Yeah, with all respect to Dominic, I think so. Yes, that was bigger, you know, biggest for me, you know, not big, yeah, because uh, of the, you no, know, Israel is one of the best in the world, you know, uh, no losses before me, you know, so, <laughs> uh, Whole me, there was a focus on me, you know, big, big, big pressure in the, from my country, you know, everybody watching on, on this, you know. So that was, I think, much bigger than, uh, maybe not much bigger, but a little bit bigger than the fight against Dominic. Did you feel that pressure? Like, did you feel more nervous going into this one than previous fights? Little bit. Uh, but like, like I tell you, you know, uh, like I tell you before uh, the fight, I don't, I don't think. I, I try to do not think about this, but I feel it that is, you know, that it's uh, something bigger than uh, my fight against Dominic. It's going mm -hmm. on right now. So, yes, the pressure was a little bit big, but I survived this. I take it my chance, you know, and do my job. And in a weird way, when you beat Dominic, um, Dominic Reyes, you know, I thought I thought Dominic Reyes beat John Jones. And so I felt like you beat the champion and you're the rightful champion. But I know there are some people who didn't think Dominic beat John Jones. And so they said, oh, you know, he's not the rightful champion unless he beats John Jones. But now it feels like no one's saying you're not the rightful champion. It feels like you got full respect after this fight, even though you beat a guy who wasn't even a light heavyweight, who's a middleweight. It seems like everyone is respecting you. Do you feel that now? Like there's there's no comments right now, about I, not real champion. Yeah. Right now, I think uh, I've got the whole respect what I what I deserve, you know. <laughs> so I'm happy. I'm just happy. You know, I've got a lot of messages. Uh, I'm the true champion. I, I, for me and for my family, for Poland, I was true champion after mm. the fight against Dominic. But right now, I think I'm for everybody true champion. You know? Even from these people who don't believe in, in me uh, before this fight. You know? uh, we saw a great moment uh, right after the fight, before they read the judges' scorecards between you and uh, Izzy. I think you thought that he was... Yeah. Uh, talking about bodyguard, but it was yeah. just, it was nice to see the respect between you guys. And he said some very nice things about you after the fight as well. How did that make you feel when you heard that? You know, it's, I, I, I'm just happy, you know, because I also got a lot of respect to him. He's nice guys. You know, I like him. I like his style. Uh, I wish him best in future, his uh, next fight. Uh, and I'm just happy, you know, that he's got respect to me. I've got respect to him. Uh, and anyway, we've got, you know, one more uh, because... Before fight, uh, we say together we have to play in Pimpo, you know, uh, after the fight. So still got one, one you know, uh, one fight against him, but on the ping pong <laughs> right in, now. So. In ping pong? Yeah, the tennis table, yeah. Yeah, why, you're a big ping pong guy? You know, in my gym in Poland, you can lose sparring, yeah? No problem. When someone beat you on sparring, no problem. <laughs> but always before training, we play on ping pong for the warm-up, you know? And if you lose the game in ping pong... <laughs> You cannot, you know, everybody is, ah, I defeat you. <laughs> yeah. And how, and how is your, uh, how's your record in ping pong? No, I, I'm, I'm not the best, but one of the best in the gym. Wow. Who is the best? Uh, the boxer, Artur Spilka. I don't know that you know this name. Okay. He, he, he's a boxer, you know, only boxing. Sometimes mm -hmm. he helped me, you know, with the boxing skills. Sometimes I'm training him in the 
do some sparring around on box, but he's the best in team book. In our cl- clear something up for us. Uh, Dana White seemed to think that you were saying to him in the cage, you don't respect me. Is that what you were saying to him? No, no, no. I, I asked him, you don't believe in me, yeah? Just ask him. Yeah. No, just that, that's it. You know, and he's, no, I believe in you. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, I say thank you that uh, we still got the job thanks to you, 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 you know, and, and that stuff like this. So, the, no, not bad blood, you know, just asking, you know, you don't believe in me? So, no, I believe in you. <laughs> Do you feel it. like he believes in you now? Right now, I think everybody starts believing in me, you know. And, you know, start respect me and believe that uh, I'm the two champion. And then I have in the past, I have a couple of bad fights. Now, it, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's just old story. Now it's, mm-hmm. you know, new version of me. Uh, and that's it, you know. And we have to forget about this uh, bad uh, fights in my life. Now it's only, you know, uh, the best version of Jan Bohovic. By the way, I know you're involved in the fight and you may not, you know, be thinking of these things. But do you remember how you were scoring it in your mind like if i ask you which rounds you think you won do you think you won four to one do you think you won five to nothing do you, do you remember what you were thinking or what was being said to you in between rounds my coach says that yeah it's good you won the fight it's it's okay we keep going do the same what we're gonna do uh, just start you know wrestling more uh, and i feel that i won this fight you know i knew that i do a little bit more than uh, easy does uh, I knew that he kicked a little bit more, but almost what he kicked me, that was on my block, you know. Mm. The guard, um, I think my boxing was a little bit better than than his. Uh, of course, my wrestling was much better than his. So after five rounds, I knew that I won this fight. I just, you know, was a little bit nervous because, you know, referees, sometimes they see different fights, you know. Mm. So I was a little bit nervous, but... For me, you know, they, they watch the same fight when I, when I. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Did you think the fifth round was a 10-8? I mean, it's a moot point. You won the fight maybe fair not, and square. Maybe not 10-8, maybe that was 10-9, something like this. But but this this don't change anything, you know? Of course. Because uh, I just knew that uh, I was much, not much better, but better in this fight. Yep. Uh, what did Glover say to you after the fight? Uh... He said that I won this fight because I asked him, what do you think about the sport? <laughs> and he, no, you was better. You won this fight. And, and so you are next. Okay, you are next. And that's it, you know. And we just shake the hands and see you in the side octagon in the future. <laughs> it's, it's a great thing. You two are, are two of the, the nicest and most respectful guys in the sport. And I think everyone's happy to see you guys fight for the belt. Uh, I know you, you just came off the fight with Izzy, but in a perfect world, when would you like to return? I think I need to you know half year for break, you know, maybe not break, but I would like, you know, something like this. After half year, I can do uh, another fight because right now I want to spend a little bit time with my family, with my kids, you know, yeah. Uh, because, you know, with my fiance, because she helped me a lot with uh, with this uh, camp, you know, because she take care of my son, our son, uh, she, you know, especially I can sleep, you know, the, she don't sleep in the night. So uh, now I have to, you know, do something for her. Uh, but we will see, you know, maybe after one month of break, I will say, okay, let's go. Let's come back early, you know, we will see. But today, when I'm thinking about next fight today, so I think uh, half year break. You know? Yeah, like so around like the fall or so, right? Yeah, September, yeah. something like that. Yeah, something like that. The, the, but the, you know, we will see when we, you talk, ask me, uh, you know, one month. So, okay, let's go. Let's do this <laughs> earlier. But we will see. Have you allowed yourself to even think of the Glover fight yet? Like, are you already starting to 
think about how yeah. it's going to go? And if so, what are your early thoughts on it? You know, we've got a lot of experience. He's, you know, older than me. Finally, someone older than me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so big experience, you know, great jiu-jitsu, good boxing. So that's going to be, you know, good fight. You know, he, and I think that he, you know, he also find the, uh, he's much better fight than he was, you know, a couple of years ago because now he know how to have to train, you know, because he's, he's not young anymore. So he need to train a little bit in different way, in smarter way. This is much better sometimes for, for you, you know. Uh, so that's going to be, you know, interesting fight, I think so, you know. Obviously, Glover is next, but uh, have you given up the, the dream, the goal to fight John Jones? Like, do you not even think about him anymore? You know, maybe someday I will wake up and I'm going to have on my email contract against him, you know. But I, I start believing that, you know, because maybe if I go to heavyweight after, you know, a couple of years, maybe then. But right now, uh, I start stop thinking about John Jones, you know. Okay. Um, did you see his tweets throughout the night about the fight? Uh, I saw something uh, that he uh, he he's but I don't remember what he what he say. To remind me. Well, you know, he was talking. You know, a lot of people were saying him versus uh, Izzy would be a big fight, yeah. but now he said, you know, I'm done with this, and seemed to be a little bit celebrating. Uh, he doesn't like Izzy, obviously, and Izzy doesn't like him. Celebrate. He did pick you to win the fight. He predicted that you would win. Uh, I just thought I was wondering if you thought that it was, you know, maybe in poor taste or if it's just part of the game. You can rub it in uh, when your opponent loses. I was just curious if you saw any of it and how you digested it. So uh, I don't know. You know, John Jones is John Jones. He always be put something on the internet. You know, <laughs> never know what. So. Uh, you know, tomorrow we're gonna see something different. You know, day after tomorrow he put something different. So, uh, we will. I, 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 you know, he is not my problem right yes. now. So. Fair enough. Uh, I'll ask you this one last question, and then I'll let you go because I know you have a lot of media today. Um, you, you talked about the past, and I know you want to forget about the past, but I'm just curious about one thing I haven't asked you about recently. Your, your fiance did an interview with uh, The Athletic um, where she talked about everything that you've been through. It was a great interview. Uh, and I suggest everyone check it out. And she talked about the night that you lost to Patrick Cummins in, in Buffalo and how she was afraid that she would get an email that maybe you were cut from the UFC. If you could tell that guy back in 2017 something about how this would all play out, what kind of advice would you give to that man? Was he scared that his job was going to be coming to an end? What were you feeling that night in Buffalo? When I'm talking to myself in that moment over there, uh, uh, that you have to focus on what you're doing wrong. Why are you uh, losing the fight? You was a really good fighter, you know? And what's happened right now to you, you know? And I think that uh, that I'm saying to myself, you know, then after one, you know, after this fight, because I find a way how to, you know, how to come back to good road, you know? So I think that uh, that I did it, you know? Mm. <laughs> were you nervous as well that they were going to cut you? Yeah, of course. I think that uh, that will be over, you know? end of my dreams, but they don't, and they make really good decisions. <laughs> it's a beautiful story. It really is. Uh, congratulations, my friend. Uh, you, you represent the sport extremely well, and you represent your country even better. So congratulations on everything you've accomplished. Congrats on the big win, and thank you, as always, for the time. We look forward to the next one. Thank you. Appreciate it for me. A pleasure for me, like always. Passion. Drive and patience. 
the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, let us say hello now to the one and only Darren Till, who returns to action on April 10th against Marvin Vittori. It's always a pleasure when we get a chance to talk to the uh, the proud Liverpudlian. I do believe he is also the uh, the host of the critically acclaimed program that just made its uh, its triumphant return to the airwaves. What is it? Uh, opinions and uh, and uh, something like that. Yes. Yeah, so. Why is it? Why is it called that aerial? Because everyone has an opinion and a behind. Yep, that's right. Oh, I, I think that's. I think it's going to be huge in a few years. I really do. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's great to see you do it. I could tell you had a lot on your mind post UFC two fifty nine. So I want to talk to you about all of that and more. First of all, what happened to your eye there? The right one, not the left one. The left one's a mess, but the right. What's going on? So I was road dogging my uh, my beautiful wife and. She said, kiss me. And as I kissed her, I said, wow, your breath stinks. So there you go. She's got a mean right. Or maybe it was a left. Uh, she's got a mean right. But what you don't know is my beautiful wife is Mike Perry. And it was him who did it. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, are you married, Darren? I didn't know that if you were actually no. married yet. No, no. But, you know, you when you find the one, you're as good as married, aren't you, Ariel? Of course. Of course. I, I know all about that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, I won't, uh, I won't, uh, acknowledge your disparaging tweets about yeah. Mrs. Hawani. Well, and, she, she had a go on the other day with the FaceTime, didn't she? So she, Stop it. <laughs> she's feisty. It's nice though. It's nice though that you and, uh, Mike, you guys are doing IG lives and stuff now. You're, yeah. you're, you're buying cameos. You guys are in a great place. That cameo cost me $76 to get called that. I've got a little penis. Wow. <laughs> wow. But I feel like you guys are good now, right? Yeah, I think I think it was always inevitable. Inevitable, like e this is the thing as well, Elio. Like even if me and Mike would have met, seen each other in the streets or whatever he said, and we would have had a fight, I still would have been cool with him after, uh, you know, after knocking him out in the streets or something. So it's it's all good, mate. It's all good, honestly. I really I have a lot of time for Mike, and people might think that I'm, you know, obviously the Joker, and I'm obviously you know a big talker, but. I genuinely want to train with Mike and, and maybe, you know, get involved. I, not necessarily help him, but, you know, just add to the team. I think I'd be a good addition, you know, so we'll see. But I know he's had a baby and that, so, you know, it, it gets tougher, you know. Yeah. It gets tougher. Well, it warms my heart. Everyone loves it. Um, now let's talk about what we're really here to talk about, and that's uh, the Meghan Markle uh, interview with Oprah. I mean, everyone must be buzzing. <laughs> just... <laughs> I was thinking, what? I was thinking... What's going on about there? I don't have a clue. Did you watch it? 
No, I just, I, do you know what? It just goes over my head, Ariel. I don't, uh, I don't interact in any like way. Or I mean, me and Piers Morgan had an interaction a few years back. Uh, it's, it's one of them things, Ariel. As soon as you get involved in stuff like that, you just open for so many. I, I don't know enough about it to comment on it. All I know is, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I've, it's. The royal family. What what can you say? Do we need them? Do we not? They've been in the in you know in power for centuries. Whatever you know, it's 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 a tough it's a tough uh, topic area. It's not really one I'm very strong on, so I'm gonna keep well away from it. All right, fair enough. I appreciate that. I do want to ask you about Izzy, uh, Israel Adesanya moving up to two hundred five, and and uh, doing what he did against Jan Bohovic in the end. Jan retains the title. He brought you up in the lead up to the fight. Before I ask you about that and those comments. What do you think of his performance on Saturday against Jan? I thought it was brilliant. Uh, I thought uh, he came in with a game plan. He was able to uh, set out in stone some of that game plan during the fight. But Jan's just was bigger and not scared. I think Jan knew maybe as he couldn't knock him out because he is a tough Polish warrior. So he was in his face, sort of, you know, hitting him back with shots. And then I, I said to the... I'm living in my uncle's at the moment. Uh, and I said, oh, I'm not having a bet on this one, un- uncle. And he was like, why? And I just said, because I know that Jan's a good grappler. Uh, he trained with Dean Lister for a while. I, I fought one of Dean Lister's students. And uh, he- he- I just knew he was going to go for the takedown. And because and- he came in light, I just thought, is that a bad or good thing? And, you know, maybe it turned out to be a bad thing. I don't know. Uh, but listen... Two, two of the two of, two of the best in the world fight. You know that's what it's like when when I fought Whitaker and stuff like that. When you've got two of the best, man, there's just so it's so small a margins for error. I remember watching that uh, film with Al Pacino any given Sunday, and it's like inches, and that is that is a true statement. Like inches, man. You know, uh, Rob won a fight over me with, with an inch with a takedown like this and stuff like that. Same in the Wonderboy fight. It's a game of inches, and it wasn't. As close as people thought, I, I had maybe three rounds for Jan and two for Izzy. It was about that. But the 10 8, where mm. the f did that come from? Like, I'm, I'm sick as I, I feel like Teddy Atlas now when he's going on. I'm sick of this shit in MMA. Like, I, listen, I seen Dana, like, Dana's controversial and he says some things, but he knows the sport, man. He's been on it longer than all of us. Like, a 10 8 is when you beat the guy for the whole round. The guy is out on his feet, you know, you, you're on top of him, just absolutely smashing him. That's a 10-8. No other circumstances is a 10-8. Like, and these judges are practically just giving 10 eight out. Like, I, I was pissed off when I heard that. I was really pissed off. And I th- who was the commentator? I think it was Joe Audi. He was like, it was a 10 And I was like, no, you know, come on, boys. I know you know you sh- but it wasn't a 10-8. I agree with that 100%. I think you can make a case for 4-1, Jan, or 3-2, Jan. Yeah, 100%. But no 10-8. Absolutely not. I mean, no. you have to have serious damage inflicted yeah. for it to be a 10-8. This is the problem, Ariel. So let's just say that it was 3-2 or uh, 3-2 the other way, and they're given a 10-8, a 10-8 out like that, and the wrong man gets the win, like which yeah. we've seen many times. That 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 ain't fair, man. Like that that was Jan's fight on Saturday. I seen Jones like saying, I hope we're not in for a surprise. Because obviously Izzy was the favorite, but you know. He was great, but it wasn't his fight. Jam won the fight, uh, clear for me. 10-8, disgusting. And so while you're watching that, do you think, hmm, all right, I, I could actually be next for Izzy. I mean, I win this fight on April 10th. I'm the next one to fight him. What are the chances of that? Yeah, there's big chances, man. I think I think me and Marvin are knocking on the door. Uh, it's 
it's like a little mini mil, middleweight competition right now, the same as light well, lightweight. So it, you know, it's it definitely uh, it it excites me. You know what I mean? To just be at the top and be getting these chances and you know knowing what's next and all that. But I, you know, I'm, I've got, I, I've got a, I've got a steamroller in front of me. Here. I don't want to look too far ahead. I know he's like you know calling me out practically and stuff like that. And I've called him out for a long time. We were destined to fight even when I was at welterweight. Like he called me out then when I was you know, at the top of welterweight. But listen, let him just relax now, enjoy his money, enjoy the fruits of his labour and, and, and give him some time to watch these these middleweights now, me and all the other guys go at it and, and we'll see how it plays out. I, I'm confident I'm going to win on April 10th against Marvin. I know it's a big task ahead of me and then we'll see, you know, we'll we'll see. It's a long, it's, it feels like it's going to be a long year with like COVID. I feel like the government, our English government alliance was like saying the litting us out in June or May and I feel like it's all a lie so I don't know, it's going to be a long year. Well, uh, let's let's be positive and hope that it does uh, start to turn. I was I was curious about your take on the fact that I asked him about the middleweight division last week before the fight, and he dismissed Kevin Holland. Whitaker doesn't seem to be of great interest. We know how he feels about Vittori and Brunson. Like he specifically said, "You're the guy." Like he's just hoping yeah. that you don't mess this up. He's almost rooting for you to win this fight yeah. so that this fight can make sense. When you heard that, what I did just- you think? I've got, I hear, well, to be honest, I didn't hear it, Ariel. Uh, I, I got told about it and I was like, okay, I didn't really watch it much. Uh, Thanks a lot. Appreciate you know, it. I, I, right now, Ariel, I'm just, fo- I'm just focused on myself. I'm just, I'm doing my own thing, man. But this is, this is the thing. I think it's one of these fights with me and Izzy. I think it's, it's magician versus magician. Who, who's got, who's got like the kryptonite to beat the other guy striking. You know, I, I've said it for the longest time. I'm one of the best strikers in the UFC. Uh, you know, and, and I think Izzy is definitely there. Like, he could be ahead. He probably, you know, the way he's been fighting, he's ahead of me right now. But I just feel like I've got them them, them specifics to beat him. And and, I, and I'm, t- I'm sure he's up for the challenge and he thinks he's got the specifics to beat me. So I think it's going to be a, a good fight when it happens. And, uh, you know, it's it's good It's good to be getting called out by the champion. I, like, usually it's it's the challenges ch- calling out the champion. You know, the champion's calling me out. I must be doing something right, Ariel, like, he must like my memes or something. <laughs> he is a, a meme master as well. When they booked master. this fight, did they say to you, you win this one and you'll get a title shot? No, but I think it's just sort of like unspoken about, you know, uh, I, I know that the guys in the UFC, Dana, I've got a lot of love for me. I know they like, you know, like me as a person, like me fighting style, like what I bring to the table. You know, they, they, they know what I'm in this for. I've said it many a times over the phone in conversation. They know I'm in this just to like be, be massive and be great and stuff. I say it time and time. That's all I ever talk talk about, to be honest. So, you know, I think it's sort of unspoken. But as I said, I've got a steamroller ahead of me on April 10th who's coming. You know, he is definitely coming to get in my face. So I can't look past that, man. Right. But can you take anything away from that Izzy Yan fight? Or is it 205? Like, as you're watching that, are there any lessons to be learned? The faster guy doesn't always win. You mm. know, uh, listen, you know, uh, Izzy, Izzy was the best. Izzy's, Izzy's the better striker going in. But, you know, when you've got a guy like Jan who's been down and out and he's just, he's coming with everything. Like, Jan's a guy, he, he reminds me like Marvin Vittori. He's like the guy who's just coming with everything. He's tough. He's brute. He doesn't give a f- and he was just in Izzy's face and and I just think he knew Izzy couldn't knock him out I think he knew that and I think he wasn't wasn't bothered then I think he was just going for everything and, and 
it was a good fight, you know, but it was two oh five aerial. There's, there's there's not much to take from that. You know, at middleweight now, I'm not I'm not cutting a hell of a lot of weight, so it's not a bit of thing that I'm thinking about right now. Maybe in a few years, yeah, but it was at two oh five, so there's not much we can take from it. You know what I mean? Do you feel like Izzy ultimately made a mistake by moving up? Do you think he should have just stayed at one eighty five? Oh no, man! Is he? Uh, is he? From what? From what I, I I take from Izzy and his like bone structure and the way he looks, he, he doesn't cut a lot to get to one eighty five either. Like he seems like a guy who's just got them genetics, sort of like what George Lockhart said about Conor McGregor, where his metabolism just works completely and utterly crazy, crazy fast. So maybe like he should. I know he said that he wasn't bulking up or not, but maybe he should have bulked up or kept the speed. You know where. That he's renowned for and that uh, listen it's opinions and a-holes you know we've all got one and this is mine and whether it's right or it's wrong it's just an opinion maybe maybe come I, I if i had to say maybe coming in at 200 pounds was wrong maybe he should have bulked up a tiny little bit because chan's a big dude man and he's strong like real strong and he, he took his down you know quite easily so you know Along the same lines as two uh, of that, you know, opinions uh, thing that you just said, 259 had a very controversial moment with Jan and Sterling. And I saw your tweet regarding Aljamain Sterling. How do you feel about the whole thing now? How it played out a couple of days later? Like not, not even just the title changing hands, but the way Sterling handled it in the aftermath. Listen, Ariel, it's, it's, it's 10 a penny, you know, all these opinions and I, and I, you know, I am very vocal and I just said that everyone knows what I'm like, you know, but the, the knee was, <laughs> the knee was solid, man. The knee really connected, like the, the knee really did connect and Aljo was really hurt. But, you know, I seen Ben Askren get completely took out and recover faster by Masvidal. So I think there was just a little bit of shenanigans with the, you know, I don't know, man. Listen, it is what it is. Yeah, Pet, Petri and he done wrong. And, you know, I don't know. Do you know, the way I look at it is is if, if Aljo, let's say Aljo was beating him quite convincingly in, and up to that fourth round. Yeah, I'd have took, maybe took the belt. Yeah, so that was winning. There was one round to go. You know, he was saying that I'm going to lose. But, you know, he was getting beat on, on the From what I could see, he was getting beat and, and he was gassing. Like, he was gassing big time. Like, Petra was really putting it on him. So, I don't know, man. It's it's easy. It's it's easy to sit here. And, but my coach came into the gym this morning, Ariel, and he, and he was talking about... He doesn't usually talk about the UFC, but obviously he's watching, is he? And he's, you know, watching me. And he said, what did you think of the Aljo thing and that? And I was like, ah, oh, you know, it wasn't good, was it? And he was like, I would have killed you if you would have accepted that belt. And I was like... Wow! Yeah, like so, I, I don't know, man. It's listen. I'm not. I'm not hating on Aljo because Aljo. We we can all say we wouldn't have took the belt and we wouldn't be celebrating. But who knows? But I don't know, man. It's it's a really really touchy subject. I, I think ultimately there should have been no belt given. Give the, the you know the fight to Aljo and then just fight for like a vacant belt. I don't know. Wow, it's a tough on Ariel. It's really. I, I don't want to say too much because. It's just my opinion, and everyone's gonna have this like opinion, like oh, well, Joseph or Petrianza, and like who's right, who's wrong in this situation, man. You don't know. It's it's a tough one to call. It's a very tough one. I actually feel for the fighters in this case because really? 
you shouldn't be asked to make this decision, right? Like the decision yeah. should be made by the doctor, by the referee. So Aljo's in a tough spot. If he if he takes the belt, he's called bad names. If he doesn't, he's Anthony Smith, who everyone respects. But a lot of people said, including me, hey, you should have just taken it because then you get the rematch and you get pay-per-view points and all this stuff. It's a tough part. The part that kind of didn't sit well with me was the aftermath because you said you did all the right things in the cage. You said you were upset. You said you didn't want to win this way. But then the pictures start to come out of the celebrations. And then, you know, you're posing with Henry Cejudo. So you're angling for another fight. That's the part that I felt didn't really vibe with what we saw inside the cage. Yeah. As I said, Ariel, it's okay for, for me and you and, and all these guys I've seen comment over the weekend, like who, who liked my tweet, you know, obviously. Uh, by the way, just to inform Aljo, the British, the, the British BAFTAs have been on. They want to nominate them as well. So there's another nomination. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, Ariel, it's easy to say, like, no. you have been celebrating or not. Listen, that man's trained all his life, Aljo, for that. And it gets taken away from him like that. It's tough. I just, I just, it's, I don't know where, I think you should have just said no, both of them, the UFC or whoever the officials, let's just call this a complete and utter DQ. We'll give the win to Aljo, where he's a fighting for the vacant belt and then we'll, we'll decide who the main man is. But apart from that, Aljo was getting beat, let's, let's have it right, he was getting beat. It wasn't a close fight, like Petrian was beating him, like I've looked, I've looked at the fight a few times, he was getting beat and he was gassing, he was on his way to be getting stopped or he was going to get beat over the five rounds. So there's that, but listen, Petri Anson shouldn't have done what he done, man. Like it was yeah. a bad name. But listen, his coaches or something are calling for him to hit him. You know, maybe it's bad on their part. There's just so many factors in this area. I don't want to like say something and upset. I'm not bothered. Like I don't give a f- but I don't want to like say the wrong thing because it's just an opinion at the end of the day and everyone's gonna be fighting over it. No, you're right. I mean, Darren Till has always been known to be someone who doesn't want to say the wrong thing. I mean, you're always very cautious with your words. <laughs> uh, yeah. How are we feeling health-wise? How's the body? I feel okay, yeah. I, I just I feel like as I get older, I get more wiser as to what my body needs and what, what days off I need or what, you know, like, it's, it's crazy. Like, I never used to think like this, but some days if I've had a hard session, like, I'll text the chef and I'll be like, I need to carb up because that was tough. And then there's other days that I'll be like, just give me, you know, I, I don't want no carbs today. I want to feel light and loose and stuff like that. You just, that comes with age and maturity and years of experience. And uh, listen, I'm feeling good, man, but we're not here to talk about me here. Let's talk about the world, man. Come on. Well, oh, really? We are? Okay. Uh, can I ask you about uh, Italy? Um, and, and, and their favorite son, Marvin Vittori. Why is he so upset? Can you, can you, can you, can you get him to loosen up a little bit in the build up to the fight? I mean, he's just so mad all the time. No. Yeah. It, listen, Ariel, <laughs> Marvin, man, like he's, he, he, I got sent a load of stories the other day and then I, some, he, he said a story, something like, I'm going to make you beg for forgiveness or something like that. And, and, and you to train 10 years and you wouldn't be, I, I'm just like, mate, listen, just shut the fuck up, man. Just like, listen, we're going to fight and we're going to find out who's better. Like, all this shit you're saying doesn't mean nothing, man. Like, loosen up. Like, relax, chill. I know you train hard. I know you're tough. I know you're ugly. Oh, I know all these things. Just relax. Relax. We're going to fight on April 10th and you can beat me as much as you want then, mate. Listen, let's just get one thing straight, mate. I can fuck. I ain't asked about it. And it's like, 
I remember that time when I said I was scared about like fighting Gastelum. That was just different fears. I wasn't scared about getting it. Never in my life have I. Been. I I spar with Tom Aspinall, you know the the heavyweight in the UFC. Uh, he's been my sparring partner for years, and I've let that man crack me with my guard down. Like this ain't gonna be one of these things. Like what's all? I don't like when people say stupid things. Like I'm gonna make you beg for forgiveness. Like what does that mean? What what does that mean in the cage? Like that what 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 are you, what are you trying to say, man? Like be original. Stop stop talking so much. You're gonna beat me on. You can beat me ass on April 10th as much as you want. You know what I mean? I think he's just. I think this is the thing with Marvin. I think he's just trained so hard and he wants it so bad and he does everything and he doesn't want to sort of get overlooked or anything. I think he's still like upset like when like he, I, I think he feels like he beat Izzy and he gets overlooked a bit. Prove it, man. Like, you proved it with Jack. Prove it with me. Come and prove it, mate. Come and prove Like, he was... I think he was talking about middleweights not wanting to fight him. I messaged, like, Ali Abdiz. And I was like, I want to fight your guy. The same day way I did with Gaslam. I ain't scared of no man on this planet apart from Yo Romero. But he's gone to Bellator, the little bag. Yo, shit his pants. Where you at, Yo Romero? Come on. Come and get this smoke. Uh, what did you make of Marvin's performance against Jack? Were you impressed? Brilliant. Yeah, I think he gets hit a little bit much. But I think he knows he can get hit because he's fucking tough. You know, he is really tough, man. He's got a big old Italian head. <laughs> uh, you know, he's... he's he, listen, I'm not going to sit here and talk the same sh- I don't need to do that. The fight sells itself. When I fight, it'll sell itself. That's why we're main event. I, I, I only will give him props. Like, you know what I mean? But then I'll say, listen, just stop talking so much shit. We're going to fight. Do you know what I mean? All that shit. But he's a tough cookie. He really is. That's why I've trained extra hard for this fight. Like, I know what's coming. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm not stupid. I just don't like all the stupid, I'm going to make you beg for forgiveness. You would never make me beg for forgiveness in your fucking life. Ever. Ever. Get that out of your head right this minute. I've got a lot of shit going. I've got businesses, you know, I'm buying my first house and all that. And they all come after I've done what I need to do in the day. I t- You'll ask any of my friends. No one can ever get in touch with me. My phone's off all the time. I have it on like a specific thing. So no one can get in touch with me until my business is done throughout the day. And mm. I've trained the extra hard for this fight. So I'm looking forward to April 10th. You know, I'm, I, I'm in this to be great. I don't give a fuck how many times I get knocked down. I'll be coming back. I will not give up on this ever, ever. Do you feel a different level of 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 urgency going to like? Are, are you sacrificing no. more, or is this usually how you, you are? Know, I'm like one of the youngest middleweights in the in the top ten. I'm probably I'm the youngest. You know what I mean? Like I am the youngest. This is not a, this is not a matter of agency. Look at Nicholas Dalby, for example. I fought Nicholas. He got cut from the UFC and has made his way back. That's 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 inspiration. That's that's a that's a prime example there. You know, uh, this is not a matter of agency, Ariel. I'm still young and I'm still in this game. And I, I look how far I've come and I'm going to come even further. You know, the champion of the middleweight division is calling me out. I'm mm. not calling him out. He's calling me out. I must be doing something right. You know, I lost my last fight, of course. But, you know, I feel like in that fight, I showed, you know, exactly what I am. I, I always just look back and think if, if I would have threw maybe five more punches, I, you know, I potentially would have won that fight. You know, Rob beat me by, by inches and, you know, look at him. He's a phenomenal fighter. You know, I believe he will be Costa. I do believe he's going to be Costa, even though Costa's, you know, is, is, is a beast. I just feel like Whitaker's got the technical edge over him. But listen, this is fighting area. This is not, 
this is not time to get your feelings hurt over what fighters say or over what I say on Twitter. Um, I'll ask you one last question. Uh, any any uh, any words of encouragement for your fellow Englishman, Leon Edwards? Big fight for him this weekend. Anything yeah. like to say to Leon? Yeah, I've seen a picture of him the other day, actually. Uh, me and Leon, we, we, we were in a WhatsApp group. We talk, oh. uh, me, him, and Jimmy Manowar over at, we've got a knife campaign in London. Yeah. I actually haven't replied to it for a while because I've been <laughs> totally in camp, so they're probably hating on me, but he's looking, he's looking in really good shape. He really is, and it's been two years out. I think he's been overlooked a bit, and I think he deserves this opportunity, but same, on the same hand, man, he's fighting Bilal, and Bilal's a He's a tough cookie, man. It's gonna be a good. Will Ring Ross play a factor? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna support Leon. You know, me Englishman in this one. Even though I, I, I like Bellal, I get on with him really well. I think he's a great guy. But you know, obviously, I'm gonna have to support the Englishman here. And you know, I hope, I hope he does it. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good fight. I'm looking forward to it, man. I uh, think Leon's a good guy. I do like him. Well, I'm looking forward to your return, Darren. This has been nice. It's been almost uh, what? It'll be uh, nine months. Since we last saw you in there, right? July of last year. And then really is that long? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Darren, thank you as always. Uh, good luck in training. We'll talk to you soon. See you later. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, now let's say hello to one of the very best female fighters on the planet. She is a rising star, still, still a rising star at 135 pounds. She's been very vocal as of late. She wants a shot at Amanda Nunes. Not a lot of people calling out Amanda Nunes right now, but this woman has been calling her out, not just as of late, but over the last few years as well. Of course, she's the Venezuelan vixen. I haven't talked to her in quite some time. She's the one and only Juliana Pena, who did say to me at the very beginning of this little Zoom thing that we do these days, before we started recording, that she is upset, that she is fired up, that she's afraid that she's going to be dropping F-bombs left and right. And so the natural question is, why are you so fired up, Juliana? I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm, I'm, I'm frankly offended. I'm, I'm mad. I'm angry. I, I'm, I'm not surprised though, Ariel. I'm not surprised. Amanda Nunes will absolutely not fight me. And the frustration that I've been dealing with for years over this is getting to the point where I'm ready to punch a hole through the wall. In fact, I have punched a hole through the wall. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking mad like I, I don't know how else I can say this this is BS that we cannot get this fight signed and we cannot get this fight done 
Okay, so I appreciate the passion. Why are you mad, though? Have you been told the fight is not going to happen? I have been told, and you guys all saw Dana White. He's trying to make this fight happen. He's trying to get it in the works. It's not Dana's fault. It's not my fault. I'm ready to go. The girl just won. She has not a scratch on her. And I just, I'm making the prediction now. She's absolutely going to find a way to weasel her way out of not fighting me. Why do you think she doesn't want to fight you? Because she knows that stylistically I'm the worst matchup for her. She absolutely. Do you remember? Let's go back. Do you remember when she fought Kat Zingano? Yes. What happened in that fight? She lost. She lost. She curled up in the fetal position and the referees had to freaking pull Kat off of her. I beat Kat. I, I just beat the other best wrestler in the division, Sarah McMahon, a silver Olympic wrestler. I am the best wrestler in the division. I'm holding the title for the best wrestler in the division. And she knows that she's going to curl up in the fetal position. She quit in that fight. And she knows she's going to quit again. The ref's going to have to pull me off, too. I'm going to put her in those uncomfortable positions. And, and she's not going to want to fight me. She's, she's going to find a way out of this fight yet again. And so since Saturday, like since she wins, Dana says what he says, that he'd be interested in making this fight. What has happened? Can you like, have you talked to him? Has, has your management talked to him? Have you, have your, your team talked? Like has someone tried to actually reach out to the UFC and say, we are ready to go. I know that my end, we have said we were ready to go. I personally was texting Dana, blowing him up, saying I'm ready to go. And he says, we're going to, we're going to get it in the works. You heard him say that he wants to, that's the fight to make. He said it from his own mouth. So now I'm just waiting for them to come back and say, yes, we booked a date. We're securing the fight. And this is the fight to make. It's the only one that makes sense. In my opinion, you were supposed to fight on May 8th against Holly home. Why is that fight happening anymore? Uh, she pulled out with an injury and, you know, that couldn't have worked any better for me because at the end of the day, forget about Holly Holm. I want to fight for the title. 135 pounds has not been defended for over a year. If you're not going to fight, then give it up. Get the F out of here and let somebody else fight for it. If she wants to stay fat at 145, do that then. And all these girls that fight at 145 can make 135. I hope you know that. They can make the weight. They just want to be lazy and they don't want to cut. 135. Five pounds is where the fights are at. No one cares about the 145 pound division. It's dead. It's done. You act like you've cleaned out the division. You haven't cleaned out the division. I'm still here. I'm still standing. And I've been here this entire time. Yeah, this is incredible. Where's the, this is one of the all-time great promos that I've heard over the last couple of years. Where's this coming from? Where's it's, this fire coming it's, from? It's years and years and years and years of built up frustration. It's years of being overlooked. It's years of them trying to tarnish my name, but you weren't tarnishing Megan Anderson's at, with the record of two and two when you were fighting her. You weren't asking Felicia Spencer, you got to win one more before you can fight me or Holly Holm who lost to Chris Cyborg and, and beat Megan Anderson, a two and two girl. And then now you're fighting for a title again for the hundredth time, hundredth time title fight Holly Holm. Like literally it's, 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 unfair and it's clear as day to me she does not want to fight me she absolutely will not fight me so devil's advocate what do you say to the people who say wait Juliana, you're two and two in your last four fights why do you deserve this who else deserves it more than me who else has been in the only one standing there who has been able to find a way to still win and and calling her out who else if i'm not the fight to make then who else is hmm and so right now, do you get the sense that she's going to say, I want to fight someone else? Or do you get the sense that she's going to say, Juliana, you go fight someone else. You win that fight. Then I'll fight you. I just fought. I'm going to take some time off. How do you foresee this playing out from her end? Uh, she's probably going to go run and escape and go say, you know, make the baby as an excuse and 
and do that. But listen, I'm married to this game. I'm married to the fight game. There's nothing else that I do that uh, live, breathe, eat, sleep MMA. And, and this is what I want. And it's kind of ridiculous. I get it. Yeah, you want now you want to go, you know, enjoy the, the fruits of your labor. I get it. But if you're not going to fight at 135 pounds and if you have no no uh, inkling to want to fight at 135 pounds, then sure, get off the pot. You got to go. You know what I mean? You can't hold up the division forever. I'm still here. I'm ready to fight. And I want to fight Amanda Nunes. And, and I don't want her to vacate the belt. I do not want her to be able to go away unscathed without fighting me. If she's the GOAT, if she's so great, if she's cleaned out the division, if she's so amazing that, you know, she just nobody else is worth her time, well, then come clean out the division one more time. I challenge you, Amanda Nunes, to come and fight me. If you think that you're so great, if you're this goat girl, this goat that curled up in the fetal position and quit in your fight, if you're a goat, then fight me and prove it one last time. And that's all you got to do one last time because I'm the only one that you haven't fought. It sounds to me, correct me if I'm wrong, you are supremely confident that you would beat Amanda Nunes. I am stylistically the worst matchup for her possible. Yes. The girl gasses when she walks up a flight of stairs. I mean, she comes down to 135 pounds. She fights in a five round fight. She's going to gas, you know, so it's, it's, it's a it's a terrible matchup for her. She knows it. I know it. The rest of the public doesn't know it. They think that I'm going to get murdered. But if that's the case and if that's how she feels, then come murder me then. Come murder me. Put your money where your mouth is, tough guy. Let's do this. What's the holdup? What is the holdup, Ariel? I, no, honestly, I don't know. And uh, I got to be honest, I love everything that you're saying, because like I said on Saturday, and it's the same kind of thing with Khabib, you don't see a lot of people saying, I want that guy. And with Amanda, you don't see a lot of people saying, I want that girl, right? You don't see anyone saying what you're saying about Amanda. And for that reason alone, I feel like you should be rewarded. Now, I think that your resume speaks for itself and your last one speaks for itself. But for this reason alone, I feel like they have to make the fight happen. And oh, by the way, as you said, there's no one else out there. Like, what are we going to do? You Have her fight someone? You cannot compare Khabib and Amanda Nunes together. You can't even put them in the same sentence. So please don't do that. They are leaps and that's like apples and garlic. That's a comparison that you just made. Okay. No, it's fine. But I mean, don't, don't even group them in the same sentence. It's not the same. Did you watch her fight on Saturday? Yes. And it was a joke just as I suspected. You, you, you were not impressed at all by any of that. Absolutely not. Absolutely um, not. When you watch her fight, these fights are relatively one-sided. How do you see openings? Like against Felicia was one-sided, against Megan, one-sided. Like when you watch her, where do you see the holes? Ariel, when I fought Valentina Shevchenko, 17-time Muay Thai world champion, like I, 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 did you think that her Muay Thai was a problem for me? When I fought Jermaine Durandiman, I had her backing up on the fence, cracking her with big right hands, and she was not one, wanting any part of that. Was her striking who's striking is better than Amanda Nunes a problem for me? You're not going to be able to one shot me and put me away and think that that's it. That's just not the fighter that I am. And it's been proven. I have been battle tested against the best strikers in the division. And I've still been able to, if you look at the stats, outstrike them. And I've still been able to put them in positions that they don't want to be in. I am losing because I'm thinking so much about fighting Amanda for the title that I'm getting myself caught in a guillotine, you know, but those are small errors. Those are tiny mistakes that I have made that I have changed, you know, my lack of experience in fighting and in combat sports probably reared its ugly head in those two fights. But let's just think about it for a second. I have one loss less than Amanda Nunes, only one in the UFC. Who else can say that? Who else in the division can say that? Nobody. 
except me. I've been in the division just as long as her. We started our careers and we've been parallel in this UFC division for the same amount of time. But she will not fight me. I saw some back and forth stuff with her and Nina a couple months ago saying that like every time they say to you, go win this fight, you, you, you lose yeah, the fight. Go win said, more. Yeah, yeah. What do you make of that? I, I say put your girl on a leash and, and let her handle her own business and let her deal with what she has to deal with and stay out of the big girl conversations, Nina. Um, can I ask you, this is just phenomenal. And I know you're not putting it like, I feel the, I feel the passion. I feel the frustration. I think people can get behind this because you feel like you need this opportunity. You feel confident that you could take down the goat quote unquote in many people's eyes. And, uh, and I'd love to see you're selling me. And I think you'll be selling a lot of people when they hear this. Can I ask you about the Jermaine fight? You were out for a year and a, you know, a year and four months or so by the time that fight happened, did you feel like that was a ring rust issue? Did you feel like you did a, a technical mistake that led to the submission? How do you how do you look back on that fight now? I made a technical error. You know, um, when I was supposed to fight Amanda a long time ago, they told me, no, you got to fight one more. You got to fight Valentina. And I had two options, sit and wait because there was nothing else going on or fight Valentina. And I chose to fight Valentina. And that was probably an error on my part, because I guarantee you, if I probably would have just sat, sat, they probably would have offered me the Amanda fight back then. But I chose to fight the number one girl in the world at the time. And I, I took an L on that one. Um, I was hurrying in the fight and I was going too fast when I should have been being more calculated on the ground and, and taking into consideration that all these fighters are well-versed everywhere, including the ground, regardless if they're a 17 time Muay Thai world champion with that being said again they told me that i needed to you know beating former world champion nico montano who just you know won five in a row is not good enough for amanda nunez you need to fight jermaine durandy man number one girl in the world at the time okay so i go and i fight jermaine and 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 i was a minute and a half away from what winning that fight um when i fought or when i watched a uh, jermaine fighting amanda i saw she had Amanda caught a few times and she was in trouble with her submission game, but she didn't have it quite down. So again, I'm thinking, you know, I have this fight one and I was hurrying to try to take her down. And I obviously was not taking into consideration at all that she was going to try to pull for a guillotine and it wasn't even a normal guillotine it was a prayer choke which is a lot different the pass is different on a prayer choke than it is a normal guillotine and me being a stubborn mule was trying to shoulder pressure out of it and you cannot shoulder pressure out of that type of a, a prayer choke so you know, those are learning experiences. If you think about it, my combat sports experience happened at 19 years old when I threw my very first punch and all of my fights have been in just MMA, you know? And so I think that, you know, with time and with fight, fighting the number one girl in the world, Valentina at the time, and fighting the number one girl in the world, Jermaine at the time, that my experience in fighting these number one girls in the world gives me the confidence to know that I can hang with the best in the world. And if they are saying that Amanda Nunes is the best in the world, then I would like to challenge that. And I would like to say that I have now learned from my mistakes. I have been going up in my trajectory as far as, um, peaking in my career and I'm ready to fight and test myself against the goat, which is just ridiculous to me. The, the goat who curled up in the fetal position and had to have the ref save her like God, like, wow, really? So she, she has won 12 in a row since that Katzengano fight. Do you not see a vast improvement in her game today compared to back then? everybody's improving, including me. I've been improving and I have improved since Jermaine and I've improved since Valentine. 
Tina. So we've all been improving and we've all had mistakes in the octagon. No, it's never going to go perfectly. It's never going to go the, the exact way that you plan. I can't 110% guarantee victory, but what I can 110% guarantee is that she is going to be in a fist fight. She's going to be put in uncomfortable positions and I am going to make it the worst night of her life. That's what I can guarantee. In your opinion, is Amanda Nunes overrated? I definitely think that she's overrated. And I definitely think that the public makes me underrated. They always want to count me out. They always want to act like I'm just some big joke. Okay, well, if I'm some big joke, then come prove it to me. Come prove how how big of a joke I am. You feel disrespected. Enough is enough. Put some respect on your name, for God's sakes. Yes. I mean, how many times? Like, how many times? Uh, put Put some respect on my name, literally. I love it. But she's not going to do it, Ariel. She's not going to do it. You don't think this fight happens? No way. No way. What do you think happens? Do you think the UFC comes to you and offers you someone else? Or are you going to wait for her? What, how do you see this playing out? Yeah, no, they're definitely going to say, go fight somebody else. One more. Go one more, yeah. one more. You got to fight one more. Why don't you say no? Why don't you say no? I'm not fighting one more. I paid my dues. Ultimate fighter champion. I've done everything you've asked. I fought the best of the best. There's no one for her to fight. No more one more. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I won the Ultimate Fighter and then when I came and won three more after that at 7-0, and 0, it still wasn't good enough for her. It still wasn't good enough for her. When I beat, you know, uh, former world champion Nico Montano, when I beat Sarah McMahon, it still wasn't enough for her. It's a one more, one more, one more, go fight one more. I mean, it's clear as day to me this girl doesn't want to fight and she's not going to fight now. She didn't want to fight back then. She doesn't want to fight now. And you know what? We'll give them some credit. Way to be smart on your part to only be fighting strikers for these last fights that you've been winning and making sure that you don't have a rough night in the office with a grappler, the best grappler, the best wrestler in the division, which is me. You know, she's smart. She wants to hold on to her belt forever. And I, I don't frankly blame her. But if you're the best and if you're the champion and if you think that you're the best, then why don't you go test your skills up to somebody else against somebody who, who also thinks that they're the best? And that is me. But to be clear, the UFC brass is telling you they want to make this fight happen. Dana told me that. They were going to work on it. And uh, he also told the public that they were going to work on it. So it's not Dana. It's not Dana. It's 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 Amanda. One hundred and ten percent. It's Amanda and her very, very smart management team. Uh, Perfect world for you. Let's say you you can call the shots. When would you like to see this fight happen? How great would it be to fight both two moms on Mother's Day? You walked away unscathed. Why don't you want to fight to finally defend your title at 135 on Mother's Day? You have enough time. You can make the weight. You just got out of a camp. I need a fight. Two moms fighting on Mother's Day. How inspiring for all these little girls and these moms that could be watching this fight and potentially be inspiring, you know, the next generation. What an inspiration. What perfect timing. That is lovely. I love that. So Mother's Day typically is like the second weekend of May, right? On a Sunday, but you're saying on the Saturday, right? Uh, the fight would be May 8th and the next day is Mother's Day. Beautiful. Yeah. When you to keep your kid. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, I love the stipulation. Have you been watching a lot of pro wrestling lately? Because this is, this is like right up that alley. Yeah. I'm the cream of the crop, Ariel. <laughs> then the cream shall rise. Um, when you envision the fight, let me ask you, how does it play out? I'm sure you've thought about it a lot. Look, it's going to be ugly. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be the most beautiful fight that you've ever seen. I'll win some rounds. I'm going to lose some rounds. But at the end of the day, her cardio will catch up to her, especially when she knows that she's weak at 135 and that she gets tired at 135. And I will be able to put her in positions, put her on her back. I'll be able to pass 
choke her out. I'll ground and pound her. I will stand on the feet with her if I have to, because I'm not that threatened on the feet as well. As I said before, I stood with the best girls, the best strikers in the division, and I did just fine. I'm not shying away anywhere, any facet of the fight, whether it's on the feet, on the cage, on the ground, we can dance however you want, wherever you want. Just let's secure this fight and let's make this fight happen. Okay. Last thing. She'll probably see this. What's the message to Amanda? Fight me. Fight me. If you're the GOAT, if you're so amazing, if you think that you're the best, and if you think that you've truly cleaned out the division, well, there's one girl still standing that you have not cleared out. There's one girl that you still have not cleaned. So come clean me. Come fight me. Put your money where your mouth is. If you're the best, then prove it. Prove it. Fight me. What are you afraid of if you're the best? What are you afraid of? Honestly, if you're the best, what are you afraid of? What's the, what's the holdup? I don't understand what the holdup is. Let's do this. Let's give the fans what they want and come shut my mouth. I love it. Well done, Juliana Pena. Tremendous stuff. One of the all-time great promos. I really appreciate it. And I know it comes from the heart. I know it's genuine. I'm sorry you're feeling this way. I hope that you get what you want. I hope that you get that fight. For whatever it's worth, I'm on board. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, then turn to your media friends and let's freaking make this thing happen. All right. So like I said at the very top, Juliana Pena, tremendous. If you weren't into that fight beforehand, I don't know how you're not into the fight now. The idea of fighting on Mother's Day weekend, brilliant. Two moms going toe-to-toe. She feels slighted. She feels disrespected. I love everything about it. Thank you, Juliana Pena. Thank you, Darren Till. Thank you, Jan Bachovic. Also, thank you, Peter Jan. That interview is up right now on the ESPN MMA YouTube page. As I said, a lot going on in the world of MMA. We got a fantastic main event this coming Saturday on ESPN+. Plus. It is the return of Leon Edwards. Yes, I have been waiting for the return of Leon Edwards for quite some time. His last fight, July of 2019. This man has been through it all over the past year. His fight against Tyron Woodley was the first the first fight canceled due to the pandemic. And now here he is almost exactly one year later, finally coming back. He's not fought since then. He's been through a lot, like I said. Finally coming back. It was supposed to be Hamza Chemaev. It's not Hamza. It's Bilal Muhammad taking this fight on short notice. Leon Edwards has won eight in a row. Muhammad stepping up for his first UFC main event. Massive stakes for the welterweight division. Uh, the the action kicks off at 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. You got names like uh, Eric Anders and Darren Stewart, J.J. Aldridge, Courtney Casey, Hani Yaya, Charles Jordan of Montreal. Looking forward to him. Uh, Jin Yu Fry, Nasrat Hakparast on the prelim. So, some good names on the prelims. Looking forward to that. And then the main card, Manel Cape is on there. I'm looking forward to his fight. Uh, Angela Hill versus Ashley Yoder. Dan Ige versus Gavin Tucker. Uh, Misha Serkinov against Ryan Spahn. And then, of course, Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad. Main card starts at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. So, of course, we'll be talking all about that. There's a ton of MMA this week as well. You got LFA, CFFC, couple CFFC shows. Brave is back. I mean, the fun never stops when you're covering this crazy, crazy sport. So thank you to everyone who joined us today. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks, of course, to all of you. And thank you very much for continuing to rate, download, subscribe, and review. Please do all of that. It is important. The important people tell us that this stuff goes a long way. So thank you for doing that on the feed. It's just a quick button. Leave a five star. You, you drop a comment. All this stuff apparently goes a long way. So thank you very much in advance for doing that. All right. I'm out of time. Thanks to our sponsors. Back next week, same time and place. Until then, I say peace. I'm out of here.